fat white snowflakes fall outside as we record this. The external reflecting the internal, you know, Montana responding in kind, I would say, to the global pandemic with a nice few inches of late March snow. Crow. Beautiful flakes. Keeping us indoors. Yes, keeping us indoors. Beautiful flakes. Yeah. Uh, some of the largest flakes I've seen in a sort long time. Sort of a blessing and a curse. Yeah. It's like the last thing we need, but it's also like... Something to look Easier at. to stay inside when it's snowing then. Yeah. I think I, and I find it's nice to like cozy up and look at the snow. That is one yeah. of the perks of it. Nothing wrong with just looking at it. You don't have to be in it all the goddamn time. <laughs> Nothing wrong with just looking at it. <laughs> <Gross> says. <laughs> exactly. So we are here in maybe the 10th day of quarantine. Um, no, the 9th. Let's say it's eighth. 10 because this will be, Crow, our 10th episode of Nocturnal Emissions oh my slash God. Quarantine Companion. A truly momentous occasion. Does that include the lost John Snodder? No, footage? no. Okay. That, that does not include <laughs> the couple of lost so far, the two lost episodes. <laughs> 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 the mythical lost episodes of Nocturnal Emissions. Um, ten published episodes. This will be the tenth. Nice. The decim decimal. Is that right? I don't know. Uh, um. But yeah, let's make it count if it's our sixth one. Let's make it count. Popping some bottles. Yeah, hooks here with crow. Ah, ah. Ooh. Oof. Check. Nice. Just checking in. <clears throat> in uh, checking in in the midst of quarantine. Right. We've been doing the friendship film club for the last week. We did. Shrek with Rob and Eric. B-T-I-L-C. Big Trouble in Little China with Big Brother Brendan, the BBB. Yeah. Which was a, was a grand fun. old time. Yeah. And uh, we got some good things to come. Sounds like we're going to be joined by the mystery guest again to mm -hmm. do holes in the near future. Yeah. Sounds like we may be doing no more Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. With my twin brother, in the near future also. Shrek fun. 2 in the pipeline. Yeah. Today we're doing Hoodwinked Shrek Ripoff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, look at the way it starts immediately. I wrote that down too. Yeah. A storybook already, and I was like, are you fucking kidding yeah, with me, the bro? classic narration. Yeah, Two years after Shrek comes out and you're giving move. me this? Bold move. Who needs it? Yeah. But we're doing Hoodwinked. With our boy, Zach Belger. <laughs> Zach Belger what? Grade 10. He's a 10th <laughs> grader from Helena High School. <laughs> He's been in 10th grade for a while. He's a super sophomore, as they say. That's right. Yeah. Um, he loves this movie. He loves Twitchy. Yeah. The squirrel. Um, so, yeah, he we'll be getting into that shortly in the Friendship Film Club. Yeah. We'll we'll call him up and we'll talk some hoodwinked, but we just wanted to 
speak to you, our faithful quarantine companions up here a little bit. Crow, do you have any words to share well, with, with the listeners? Maybe you would give a just a real quick what up, what up. What up, what up. In a while. What up, what up, quarantine companions. Ooh, it really do be hitting different for me at this point. Like, I've gone, th- I've got deep past the pure enjoyment of it. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of starting to go get a little sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's but, an uh, time. Who knows? Who knows it's been fun doing this? Getting moving feels nice, but in a safe way, of course. Right. Taking a walks. Yeah, a little walk. Keep your six feet. Yeah, watching movies, watching along. Hope you're hope you're watching along for the Friendship Film Club. It's easy. You can kill much more time. You watch Shrek and then listen to the episode. You watch Big Trouble in Little China and then listen to the episode. Then uh, <laughs> Crow's got a beverage there. You might be able to hear the ice clink. <laughs> Sorry. I, I purposely went for a plastic cup instead of like a glass because I knew a glass would clink. Like the clink well, factor would be. I don't know. I think the atmospherics add a little bit to it. Sure. Maybe it kind of sounds like a couple guys. It's like my dinner with Andre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From first we feast. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, hope you all are staying well out there. If you're going crazy, if you're all cooped up and you need to talk to someone and you want to have some kind of friendship film club discussion with us, please. Our DMs are open. Yeah. Hit us up. Um, Wherever you are out there, hope you're washing your hands for 20 seconds. Hope you're staying healthy, staying safe, staying sensible, staying, staying strong. Sure. As uh, they said at Helena Middle School, when I was a boy there, be safe, be respectful, be responsible, and be a learner. <laughs> so I would I recommend doing all of those. Being all of those living true to the Bobcat mottos, mm-hmm. those four Bs. Okay, yeah. During this trying time. The four Bs. And hopefully um, it'll be over before you know it. Yeah. And we'll have watched a lot of movies. I've been really enjoying it, watching a lot of great stuff outside of the Friendship Film Club. Definitely. And watched Anaconda for the first time. I watched Donnie Brasco last night. Yeah. I watched. What else have I watched? I think I, maybe I already mentioned it, but I watched Hereditary again for the first time mm. in a long time. You've been watching all of the Truth or Dare series. I have watched, yeah, like two of the most recent Truth or Dare films. I watched The Fugitive, <laughs> so which was so fun. Oh, The Fugitive, Fugitive is, is on Net Hulu, I believe. <laughs> Definitely watch The Fugitive. Two powerhouse performances. For sure. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive is who I want to be when yeah. I grow up and I'm an old old adult. Harrison Ford is like, at one point he's like, I'm innocent. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Classic line from The Fugitive. Yeah. So yeah, watch The Fugitive, but only after you watch 
cleared. Act, I, okay, I will say, like, it won't hurt anyone to watch Hoodwinked. But, like, if there's one in the Friendship Film Club you're just going to l- skip and just listen to those us talk about, it probably could be Hoodwinked. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can only rent it. No. Or stream it legally, I guess. Oh, yeah. Is that what you did? Uh, I'm not sure I should say. Okay. But um Yeah, let's uh we're ra- I think we're we've done this for too long, so let's get in, call. let's ring up uh Zachy B and uh we'll uh, be back there with him and uh a little hoodwinked discussion in just a little bit. Quarantine companions. Hang in there. I've gotta find a way around the mountain fast. Well you came to the right goat. Oh good. More singing. 37 years ago, it's done put a spell on yeah, me. I know. A spell where when I'm talking, I'm singing it with glee. But when you're always singing, you got to live alone. That's why I made this mountain shack my home. That's great. Can you just when you're on the mountain, there's lots to be Um, but yeah, hoodwinked. Wait, are you, uh, are you, are you seated comfortably, Zach? Are you, are you feeling ready to, uh, have a nice long discussion. <laughs> Dude, I've been waiting for this day for years. Many, uh, many moons. <laughs> many moons. I'm sitting here on a couch with a, what I wish was a Corona beer, but it's a Rainier. Oh, Rainier. One of the uh, greatest films to come out of the <laughs> epic of animated movies. The long, uh, the great, one of the great imitators to come out of Shrek's long tail, you might yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Imitation is the highest form of Imitation flattery. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. <laughs> we did. Did you listen to the Shrek episode we did with Eric and Rob, Zach? Oh, yes. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> did you watch? I think, I think the, there's two parts that I thought were super good. The first part was your guys' talk about Catan and just Rob in his classic, like, <laughs> He just takes a big breath before he like rips yeah. it. He's about calling the card twig. Yeah, yeah. He has impeccable like timing. Nine monologue of him being like, "Why the fuck would you call it twig? It's just yeah. not a twig." Yeah, we. I guess we should say that we have like. We can, should address that. We did. I I found a Catan game and I looked at it, and there are little ringlets. We uh, did confirm. So they are logs. <laughs> On the cards, there the trees do have tree rings, so they are logs. They are not twigs. Yeah. But I'm still helping. Yeah, we're calling them twig either way, so uh, shove it, Rob. Yeah, stick it up your <laughs> bum, dude. Yeah, bub. <laughs> take our, take the that. other part that I thought was super good was sort of you came back to it a few times, but just... Like multiple times talking about like the Chad incel synth <laughs> relationship, like Shrek and Farquaad. And, yeah. Dude, like, I, I just learned about simping. I like yeah. just like a couple days ago, I finally was like, okay, I have to Google what this means. I don't know what that means. What is that? Zach, do you want to explain simping? Do you mean, I don't think I've ever specifically looked it up, but I feel like it's it's sort of in the class of being like mm. an incel yeah i looked it up and the definition that i saw on the internet it was like putting a woman up on like a pedestal who is like not reciprocating your interest 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just. Like, I think it's, it's like yeah, if okay. you like worship an e girl on like OnlyFans. Okay. It's like, yeah, I'll just kind of like to be fair. The Urban Dictionary says a man that puts himself in a subservient, submissive position under women in hopes of winning them over. Ah, uh, a simp. Where do you, I wonder what the etymology is for yeah. that? Yeah. That's interesting. Okay, okay. This is the riveting content we provide. I wonder when that will come up again in my life. I hope not. Simping will come up again. It's part of the lexicon. It just it goes on to say it also can be used as a man that prides himself with chivalry in quotations in hopes uh. of getting sexual gratification. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Every time I hear chivalry these days all i think about is like the next beers i think about like the medieval times like institute social institution of chivalry which was like this very restrictive yeah like um court like set of behaviors and in chivalry yeah. like um but it was like not dissimilar to modern simping okay you know like it it was like pin a corsage um, you would have to like pick one person you like if you're a, a young man about court crow if we had young lord crow say mm. a man about the court mm -hmm. and um you're looking for a dashing young uh socially upward lady who can help you scale <laughs> the class ladder yeah um this you have to like pinpoint you have to like pick her out and spend like years sort of like proving your devotion in a purely non-sexual way right like through like dramatic acts of like service and like <laughs> endurance and you have to like prostrate in front of her on the ground and shit <laughs> i have to what in front of her on the ground. You know, like, like, oh, like, be, you know, Did like, you prostrate. prostrate. Uh, no, but it's like prostate, but with an extra R. <laughs> okay. uh, yes. Yeah. And, prostate. and yeah, you also have to do that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I'll and, uh, it was, yeah, but it's like, there was, it was these hard and fast rules about that and like what const. And so that's why so many people like wrote off to do like, uh, random acts of violence essentially like the crusades and shit because it was like i have to prove my honor in battle before i can get a respectful marriage or whatever oh. Oh, God. it was all simping bro sure. all, history is all one long They're simp like, i can kill two birds with one stone i can prove my devotion to both her and god yeah 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 i'll go kill some brown people yeah like, it's, it's all fairly cyclical History is all strangely, it says the perfect example of a simp man would be the role of Eddie Murphy played in the movie Norbit. <laughs> I haven't seen Norbit. I don't know the, the like efficacy of that, but then it also says the role of Kevin James in the show King and King of Queens or Kind of Queens or whatever. King of Queens. I'll have to watch yeah. that with simping in mind. I haven't seen that lately. I've never we'll have to revisit it and be like. What I think of King of Queens, though, is like it's like he's this like fat guy, sloppy guy who has like an insanely hot wife, but just like complains about his insanely hot wife all the time. Right. Yeah. I guess that could is that Leah? Fit. Um, 
Rimini. 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 Rimini's trousers. You're mending these trousers. (laughs) It's a joke. She's like an ex-Scientologist. Yeah, yeah. She does that show on like A&E now. Yeah, she calls them out. Yeah. What do they call this? Do you watch A&E frequently? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, answer for that, Crow. (laughs) Are you watching Storage Wars all the time? Are you watching their like 48 hour long lockup raw marathon? Live PD, dude. I watch a lot of live PD. Did you catch the Missoula live PD? No, I think that's repulsive. It was lame. But but yeah, I've been watching a little bit of that. What are you, are you asking about the suppressive persons? The SPs? No, no, never mind. Let's move on from the Scientology discussion. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get some enemies. Um, Yeah. So let's talk about hoodwinks, I guess. Then let's make a very smooth and natural and organic segue. (laughs) um, Nice. Into talking about this day's edition in the Friendship Film Club, 2005's. Uh, Harvey Weinstein distributed cl- animated oh classic <laughs> Hoodwinked. Yeah. Um, Zach, you love this movie. Do you want to talk about your history with this movie when you first saw it? Well, why you think it's made yeah, such you know, an impression on you? Um, the first thing that I actually read down, which is funny, is that it's produced and distributed by the Weinstein Company, <laughs> yeah. and I just immediately was like, God damn it. Everything yeah. is ruined now in history. Uh, of course. <laughs> that guy, hopefully he dies in jail. Everything but is... T- he has that coronavirus. Was my first take was, oh, God, it's... Weinstein had his hand in this. Maybe that's why the yeah. animation is just so poor. COVID-Fefe. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just, like, in reference to your... Like, in the... um shrek conversation you talk about the aikido guy and how there's just a a number of people who are like i just don't remember that happening yeah i talked to rob about this the other night and i feel like from grades like first through ninth grade i watched this movie like 11 times (laughs) in different like classrooms but i still have yet to find somebody to back me up on that dude i definitely think we watched it in band sometime yeah that's that's like in Miss Nielsen's like sixth and seventh grade class. I'm pretty sure I watched that like six of the seven times. We also in like watched six... in that class. We watched Shrek and Christmas with the Cranks. I know for sure. <laughs> oh my, that is so true. The uh, all the Tim Allen did. Yeah, we got up to we <laughs> we went to middle school together and we got up to some shit in band class, dude. I... Dude, by we we mean uh, Cal. If he's going to listen in on the fun cow with the orchestrator of the DEs. Yeah, we were all just like sheep being led to the, by like a wolf in sheep's clothing, oh. which we do see in Hoodwinked here. Now that you mention it, Zach, like I don't, I was like, I don't know why I remember so much about this movie. I think I definitely yeah. saw it in theaters and then now that you mentioned it i'm like yeah i definitely also watched it in school <laughs> yeah for some reason like there there it was just like a slow day in the education department and they were like you know what is going to teach these kids is hoodwinked yeah yeah i remember there'd always be weird periods especially in band where it'd be like well we just we got done with that concert last week so for this week 
before we do anything else, we're gonna take up this week to watch Shrek, kids. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna watch Hoodwinks. We're gonna watch. Good job. Here's your reward. We're gonna watch Christmas. I don't want to teach too. you. Or yeah, I'd be like, well, it's one week until Christmas break, so we're gonna watch Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, that is so weird. What the hell is that about? <laughs> Let's put on Christmas with the Cranks. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, it's I, a classic. I know, dude. but just, just, like, I will not stand for you to drag. <laughs> I'm not dragging it at all. Just like that does doesn't seem like the first choice for like a band teacher to make like if it was around christmas time like i'm thinking maybe polar express uh you know krampus yeah, that garbage. Uh, krampus you're not gonna watch <laughs> krampus in a middle school band no that was a cheeky <laughs> little joke but i love krampus yeah uh, i love krampus too yeah daddy krampus um <laughs> But I, I have a similar memory of that, but like with Never Ending Story. But that doesn't matter. You guys watch Never Ending Story in like, the South? I yeah, I watched that so many times. You guys don't didn't get hoodwinked. You didn't get Shrek down there. No, you're but a I little could, behind the times. I can tell you so much about Nimbly the Bird. Nimbly the Bird? Yeah, dude, that bird is. Oh my god, what is that? Is that like a ripoff of Sesame Street? It definitely looks like it. Like the <laughs> the effects and. The never-ending story movies are a little bit um, old-school practical, I guess. Uh, mm. But puppets. He, yeah, he look kind of looks like a, just a huge, just mon- absolutely insane big bird ripoff. This he's, movie he's like, has the opposite of old-school practical effects. It has <laughs> yeah. old-school uh, computer-generated effects. They have aged. So they must not have even looked good in 2005. Like, think about other animated movies of that era. That's like Cars. Shrek had come out two years before that. (laughs) Toy Story had already... Monsters, Inc. Think about what Monsters, Inc. looks like compares to this movie. Yeah, it's like, again, this is like the epic of like animated movies from like 95 to like 2010. Mm-hmm. And just watching Edwings, Lil Red looks like she's either dying or she's high. Literally the entire she movie. Is, she is it's that, like watching her eyes is a sensory uh, overload. They sort of, dude, yeah, <laughs> it makes me deeply, deeply uncomfortable. They sort of get away with it with all the animal characters because they're like supposed to look cartoony right but like yeah. the people in it all look so fucked up <laughs> yeah. they really do yeah I and like, like the, they tried it they look like slightly they're slightly more complex than like a me yeah on like the nintendo wii <laughs> and they make like the same level of facial expressions and shit yeah dude i'm thinking like paul bunyan's beard yeah so but yeah paul bunyan <laughs> though is so fucked up. he's maybe eyes, the most dude. insane guy i thought you know what something i noticed is that he had that same like cold lifeless just unbearable like a deadness behind his eyes that you described with like Shrek. Yeah. yeah one of his, his eyes is just way bigger than the other two. If you look closely, it's <laughs> like left eye is giant and his other one is like a penny. Yeah. But I, I, it sort of gets away Like it sort of gets away with it. I think because like outside of all the musical numbers, which are atrocious oh, God. and should just be, yes, like yeah, you should dude. just mute the movie for all of those except for I liked 
The one that the Billy Goat sings. About, oh, dude, be I was prepared. just going to say the Billy Goat will slap then, and it will slap continuously until I'm a dead person. Yeah, yep. play that song at my funeral. Yeah, bump it. <laughs> I got horns for open cans. I got horns for <laughs> making plans. Eyes. I got horns for... <laughs> <laughs> I got horns for my horns. Yeah, yeah dude, it's, it's sick. But outside of that, like I think the script is like good enough that it sort of carries it like mm -hmm. it's not yeah, worth totally. it but like I, I it is kind of like a fun journey through all of this yeah. like it is very clearly a shrek ripoff but beyond the fact that it's just like oh yeah people want to see an animated movie about fairy tales doing cooler shit than they normally do right but then they then they are pretty original like within that framework you know yeah and the kind of like it's funny on the wikipedia page it's like <laughs> um the film drew inspiration from non-linear crime films like pulp fiction <laughs> and rashomon and i'm just like i Dude, was watching it and I, I wrote down too uh, but i i wrote it down to two and i thought but i was kind of thought it was like jokingly where i was like <laughs> like i was like someone would take this too seriously and compare it to pulp yeah. fiction yeah, or something dude. of just yeah. like did they not like, mention uh, Shrek? Like the director had recently watched like Memento and like Pulp Fiction was like, we gotta rewrite Little Red Riding Hood yeah. just to fit this. Yeah, and it's just like, I mean, it's like, okay, yeah, I get it that it is telling, yeah, but it's like, don't compare Hoodwinked to Pulp Fiction. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not. It doesn't really. Soundtrack it's not really alone. worth it. Oh god, the music is so bad. Yeah. That I was like, okay, I, I was watching it and I was, the first kind of few scenes um with like red initially showing up and then like the first kind of stuff where the cops are there and everything. I was like, this looks terrible, but I kind of like it. The it's you know, it's kind of a, a good take. And then there's that little red riding hood song where she's like, it's too small. It, it, the song is essentially just like, I want a great big world. I want to find what's big out there. And it's too small for me here. And this yeah. is my journey. I, I want something more exciting. I was like, this sucks <laughs> yeah, so most, bad. It's Dude, I think within the first like 10 minutes, there's like 12 songs that play and they each play for like 18 seconds and you're just like overloaded with just shit music for yeah. the first like 20 minutes of the film and all sounds like all the songs sound like someone just just like first attempt yeah <laughs> like yes. there is somebody yeah. it, was, it was like the band was like oh so we got they want us to write a song for this movie it's like fairy tales but like make it sound like kind of like a punk song and yeah. then it was like okay yeah. and then 10 minutes later we did came up with this is this good enough yeah this will do this will work fine dude and yeah, ben, this is great right here and this like, is good enough ben folds dude did you really need a check that bad to make that goddamn song he did that. well i learned that he was friends with the people who made this and that's why he did that oh okay which so i guess this is a good point to talk about it. i learned like a re the big reason why it looks so terrible and it's the production value of the animation is so low it's because this movie was yeah. made completely independently it was just like some random small animation group like wrote this and came up with this idea and got like eight million dollars in private investments, and they made it in what? like yeah, and they made it in like the Philippines. Like they animated the whole thing 
cheaply, like as cheap as possible in the Philippines. And then just were like hoping to get then get a get it just distributed after they made the whole thing. <laughs> so they're like, it allowed us a lot more creative independence. And it's like, okay, cool, but at what cost? Because it looks yeah. like horrifyingly oh bad. God. It looks so terrible. Somebody <laughs> hiding offshore money. In like this movie would be so <laughs> much better if you spent like just yeah, like twice as it made a hundred million dollars. Oh at the God. box office and if they had spent you know if you could have done gun back in time and spent like twice as much money like 16 million dollars instead of eight million dollars like it would have you know if it just if it if they did like they because they talked about like they had so little money it's essentially the whole movie is like a first pass at everything because that's all that they could afford <laughs> and you can totally tell oh, that yeah. so much of it is just like the first run of everything yeah. um <laughs> it's yeah. also just like strange to me too because i also feel like this is the era where all of these animated movies were were coming out and was like again hoodwinks being so just like terribly made somehow anne hathaway glenn close like andy dick yeah well they like they all the came in to, they like, all voice. came in once harvey signed on so like they made yeah. all the movie and record and with like a whole different cast and then Harvey just like bought it up and um, <laughs> was like, okay, but I'm going to now get Anne Hathaway and Glenn Close and Andy Dick and, you know, real actors and shit to do all this. Right. So then that's also an, as an extra layer of like all the animations are like matched up to like a different original performance and you can really tell. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, I, I was not super impressed with uh it seemed like there were a couple like just weird instances of like overdubbing it too, which was it mm -hmm. made it really awkward. I guess they had to do that the whole thing. Yeah. If they were <laughs> if they just did it last minute with all those other actors. Yeah. Damn. Who was the guy that played um uh what's his name? <laughs> the bear. The was that exhibit? Was that exhibit? He definitely plays the gangster polar bear who skis with Granny. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's exhibit, dude. Yeah, dude. Okay. It, I thought I had heard that. That is also just insane to me, too, because this is also like the era where like gangbanger rappers like exhibit and ice cube slowly moved away from their like previous lives, like exhibit years before made songs with Dr. Dre and then was like, I'm just going to be a Chief Grizzly and the yeah. Polar Bear on yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and then Ice Cube was like, let's make Are We There Yet? Yeah. Yeah. Are We Done Yet? Are We There Yet? Let's turn to do yeah. a franchise. That's hilarious, dude. What the <laughs> fuck? I did notice, Zach, I wanted to point out just a little Easter egg type thing. The, uh, well, I guess maybe not. The, uh, the police chief's name was T. Grizzly, my man. Yeah, 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 dude, that's, that's fucking T Grizzly. T Grizzly, T Grizzly, yeah. He's this. Uh, he's a rapper now these days. Not the police chief, but uh, there's a rapper these days who calls himself T Grizzly. It's not too bad. It's pretty good. Got some bangers. Do you yeah, remember John, the you police chief? About the pop music man, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, they're. I'm afraid I don't know anything about T Grizzly. He's great, dude. <laughs> I have to plead oh, ignorance God. on T Grizzly. God's warrior. 
Uh, and you sound like a bunch of people that I go to school with these days. Who don't know about T Grizzly. <laughs> no, dude, not T Grizzly specifically, but in one of my classes just last like block, um, all of the like eighteen year old kids in my classes, because I'm I dropped out and then came back, which Hell is yeah. just terribly in a group of eighteen year old kids who don't have anything to say about anything. Mm. They were like, Man, we see you walking about just so much like does it ever get to you? And I I specifically told them it doesn't get to you if you have the NWA going. Like really? it just it just keeps your legs moving. <laughs> and sixteen of the sixteen people in that class were like, "What is an NWA?" Oh my god! <laughs> wow, man! And you were like, and I just realized that oh, these the kids. Did you, did you say how do I reach these kids? Yeah, I was like, how do I show these kids that? There's just this collective of albums that they shouldn't play around their parents, but they should just listen to to really get the culture, you know? Yeah, get the culture out there. Well, I bet kids these days, if they're 18, you know, their parents are probably, like, old enough to have listened to N.W.A. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Even my teacher, who's, like, 35, was like, what's N.W.A.? I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Damn, dude. Wow, Dylan, a time, a place out of time. Dylan Montana... It's, I don't believe the liberal media. <laughs> yeah, that's the town slogan. <laughs> yeah, actually, walking around town here, I've seen at least two or three dozen stickers, like bumper mm. stickers on cars that say, I don't believe the liberal media. So, that's all it says. <laughs> which is pretty sweet. Dylan is a pretty welcoming culture, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Dude, I, saw... I actually met a guy at the the bar I work at before it got shut down. Who uh, he told me he moved from California to Dylan because quote unquote the fucking liberals. Oh, and then he went into yeah. a speech about he asked me if I liked being in Dylan. I was like, yeah, Dylan isn't that bad. Dylan like it's a little bit more diverse than I thought, a little bit more accepting. And he just plainly looked at me and said. I'll just be honest with you right now. I'm not a very big fan of what those liberals call diversity. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. I, I love... promptly chugged my Irish car bomb and just got the hell out of there. Dude, yeah, I love move. those guys who are just like, you know what I got to do with my night tonight? I got to let someone else know that yeah. I'm not down with diversity. <laughs> yeah, dude. I got to go to a bar, get wasted, and tell people I don't like people that aren't white men and women. I just Ugh. need to project that energy out into the world. It's just like... <laughs> Just like of all the things, just like I, I gotta let you know, yeah. if my God, I don't I don't care for what those liberals call diversity. It's yeah. just like yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like, also crazy cool, because he said it in yeah. such like an accent that made him sound like he wasn't from California, <laughs> and I was just honest. It was just like maybe it's from the Inland Empire. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, that's it's true. like rural central central California. Gotcha, like around Sacramento. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sac City, baby. Sac City, Stockton. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess know. what I'm getting at is if you guys ever want some real culture, Dylan Montana is a place where you can come and experience Dude, it firsthand. Fucking sure. Over the holidays, I went to, um, I spent some time in towns in Montana. Uh-huh. Oh, hell yeah. The, uh, Known as the San Francisco of the West. <laughs> right. It is. <laughs> With the San Old Francisco Ottawa, of County, the West. Just at this like shitty old bar. Um, and there was like one guy there. I was there with like extended family. He's like talking to us, and 
my older brother is there and he lives in Portland and they're like, Oh, you guys here? We're just like, Oh, you're just visiting. And it's like, where are you from? Running down. My brother's like Portland. And the guy's like, Oh, you aren't Antifa, are you? And he was like, Oh, I'm Portland. It's like, <laughs> true. I, I, it's one of those things where I'm like, there can't really be people like that out there, but that it's like, yeah, there are just like people who are like, think that everybody who's from Portland is gonna like throw on a black mask and like yeah dude <laughs> try to burn down their ch local church <laughs> where the hell did they get that man yeah why do you conflate these things and why do you describe them to total strangers at bars you know yeah it's like, like it's a total it's just when the local bud light starts hitting you you're like i've got to be racist <laughs> outwardly the rural sprite it's a thing yeah but it's definitely a thing that has <laughs> <laughs> proponents of like all kinds of ideologies you know because it's just like for a lot of people especially under trump they just get it's like they really latch onto that so that's like their crazy thing they want to talk about but other people are just like <laughs> you know we've met people who are just like actually like the collapse of society is imminent <laughs> and like you need to prepare for the doomsday <laughs> or there's people who are like i don't know just like want to talk about reptile people mormonism and shit i don't know but like yeah. it's just I, I i've never understood the energy of i gotta go tell somebody that yeah. i don't like diversity yeah at any rate uh, dude, to be fair i don't think he really understood it either i think he was like looking for a friend and i just wasn't that guy you know <laughs> he just, just wanted someone he to just, be like he yeah, dude, too, I did like... like southern california and was looking for somebody to just like talk shit about yeah he thought he'd people. just come I up just to montana to yeah and someone will be like yeah man it's that's why it's sweet over here or maybe he was like he's like is this how you join like <laughs> the, the local chapter yeah, or something that's what, that's like, like he's just like i'm gonna go talk to people around town and let them know i'm not down with diversity and that's how i'll find the crowd that i'm looking for yeah. you know so, how you make friends. yeah that's yeah. how i'll find the like-minded people out there <laughs> i can just picture him like standing up in the bar and being like does anyone here not like diversity excuse me yeah excuse me. all of y'all aren't down ridiculous? for what the liberals call <laughs> diversity come and have a drink with me they're on me but yeah dylan Dude, yeah. Uh, they're dylan. pretty liberal about their alcohol consumption and their racism but hey you know, zing boom got him God. Hopefully he listens to us. Yeah, hopefully he's a quarantine companion, that guy, that strange man. He should listen. He should also uh, embrace diversity. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What the liberals call diversity. But anyway, let's get into it. We like to break these movies down, sort of plot, minute, minute by minute. In the plot, I've got some notes down. Crow's got some notes down. It sounds yeah. like you do as well. Oh, uh, totally. Zeki B. Um, so it starts with ripping off. I wrote down, Crow and I both wrote this down, ripping off Shrek from minute one yeah. with like starting totally. off with like yeah. a storybook with the title of the movie there. Totally. Which is a bold move to do so recently after Shrek. Yeah, absolutely. And, and kind of, 
I guess it was kind of cool zipping through like the pop-up structure to like get the yeah, first shot. Yeah, and they so kind, kind of again, cool. as with a lot of things, they sort of then earn it back because they make that like a motif of like flipping through the pages of it. Yeah. To get through the different yeah. perspectives, which they don't do in Shrek. Yeah. But it is just like it's like, are you fucking serious? Right up top, like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> right off top, we're just stealing from other movies. So. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I I was so convinced the entire time. In fact, and, and I didn't know until you told me just a few hours ago that this was not made by DreamWorks. Like it no. blew my mind. Like that they did. So, they apparently so they bold. did make an offer to distribute it, but then the people who made it were like, "No, to hell with you." <laughs> we're better than DreamWorks. But I wonder if DreamWorks had bought it, they definitely would. They have tried to like. Because, like, so there's so much crossover. Like, there's three little pigs in this who are the cops. Yeah. And there's three little pigs in Shrek. There's, like, the three blind mice. They talk about the Muffin Man a lot. I think there might oh, even be a little Red Riding Hood character in the Shrek universe. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. Granny. Bro, dude, is there, like, a little Red Riding Hood in the Shrek universe? There's definitely a wolf, a big How familiar wolf. are you with, like, the canon of the Shrek expanded universe, bro? Dude. <laughs> Uh, I've always wondered if the big bad wolf that blew the pig's houses down and shit like that, if he was the same one that, uh, you know, terrorized Dak Granny in um, Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> All right. Do you, do you think Granny. there's cross over there? It's, well, it's the same woods. Yeah, yeah. It's the same woods. It's all the same woods. Yeah, the world of this. Okay, so yeah, it opens up with. We'll talk about this as we get into it. It opens up with. The first scene is Red getting to her grandma's house. Red Riding Hood, Red Riding Hood, the most like uncanny valley looking Russian doll, <laughs> crazy ass big eyed looking thing played by Anne Hathaway, given like m- demonic life by Anne Hathaway. <laughs> um, visits her grandma's house and like classic Red Riding Hood. There's a Wolf, played by Patrick Warburton, mm-hmm. um, who's got a mask and it's like not. It's, <laughs> it doesn't look like, good at all. Like yeah, it looks like, so stupid. Just, yeah. The least but clever. But they have this like, yeah, like red is fairly obviously like. Uh, hey Zach, do you have headphones? In do or, I? Yeah. No, I don't. Should could, I put some in? If you could, that would be. Yeah, totally. Just because you can hear an echo of me talking like slightly. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the sound of your voice too. If that's what you're insinuating. Yeah, yeah there's just, just no way in hell I could hear it twice. Yeah, it sounds very strange, but it's like. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but anyway, what's that's the, oh, yeah, it's the red riding? The guy, his gram- grandma's costume looks terrible. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely terrible she's like suspicious of it immediately she's like what big teeth you have and he's like i don't have to talk about how big i'm getting yeah <laughs> he's a little self-conscious about yeah. his body and uh she doesn't buy it he's like okay ah, he breaks out he is the wolf the big bad wolf then all this crazy stuff happens granny breaks out of the closet she's Super wrapped up in ropes. Yeah, someone tied the fuck out of her. BDSM'd in ropes. She's extremely BDSM'd 
you're led to believe. I think it's made very clear <laughs> yeah. that that's what they're insinuating. Everything like, was pointing towards yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think there's any confusion there. And uh, then the really crazy stuff happens where this like insane, big, thick, ginger, Paul Bunyan <laughs> guy comes like somersaulting through the window, but like the animation is so shitty that he's just on like, like the physics don't really apply. So he's just on yeah. like a smooth straight line somersaulting in the air through the window and then just gracefully lands and is screaming and like swinging an ax around yeah. and everybody's screaming. And I was like, I liked how much they came back to that moment yeah. in the movie and how genuinely it is just like all of the characters being like, what the fuck is going on? And they're just all screaming. And then they come back to that moment like 10 times throughout the movie. They spent so much time with all the characters just being like, holy shit. I love it. Yeah. I love that part. Yeah, man. And you, Paul Bunyan, goddamn, he looks so weird. And he's got, he's got like... Don't downplay the axe. I mean, it was a huge ass axe. It it's a huge like... axe. There's that scene later where he's like skipping through the forest to just like felling trees. Yeah, just trees. frolicking, just like holding this like six foot tall axe. Yeah, just like I gotta go cut down these big redwoods. Yeah, just yeah. destroying this beautiful forest. Absolutely that... <laughs> chopping down. And they, they talk about it later. They're like, "Were you the what's the detective's name? Uh, Nikki Flippers. Mm -hmm. Nikki yeah, Flippers dude. is like you were chopping down like endangered redwoods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like. He cuts down like 30 trees. Yeah, he's like, I, I can't pretend to be a lumberjack. I have to be one, you know, for the lizard, his, lizard man We'll production. get to it, but, our, but his schnitzel song is deeply upsetting with yeah. all those like horrifyingly really grotesque German like, children singing about schnitzel. Yes. In their eyes, yes. dude. It's deeply yeah. upsetting. But yeah, then so we wind forward in time, I guess. The cops are there. The chief, I guess his name, what did you say? Is T, T, T Grizzly. Grizzly. Chief T, T Grizzly, Grizzly dude. Yeah. Chief, chief Grizzly. Chief Grizzly. Um, and uh, the three pigs, and there's a pelican. And Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill. Yeah. I read on the Wikipedia, and I thought it was funny that they had to write this down. It was like the directors stated that there was no political meaning to making the three pigs police officers <laughs> and i'm like uh, yeah right. dude i would have never thought about it but now that you yeah. said it i'm like they totally were like yeah fucking pigs bro oh yeah dude <laughs> like i feel like police incompetence is a huge theme in this movie oh, they're yeah. just dumb yeah yeah but so also, can you hear me better is it better oh it's so much better it's beautiful okay yeah it's great silky silky smooth um, yeah, so Nikki Flippers, the frog detective, shows up. Formerly in the Bee Gees, apparently. Yeah, formerly, <laughs> like, they, there's one thing where they, like, flashback to his past, and yeah. he was, like, a flipper. It's almost like a Soul Train-esque. He's, like, moonwalking on yeah. LED floor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're like, go flippers, flippers, go flippers, go flippers, yeah. go flippers, or something like that. He does have some sweet moves, but they never revisit that, which is just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah what, they, what do they say? He's like, why do they call you flippers? And it just goes into this, like, that's so Raven goes into his eye. Yeah, like, it's like <laughs> a scrub, yeah, yeah so flashback, or like a... It's like a flashback of his 70s, like, Bee Gees dancing. Yeah, and he doesn't tell anyone about it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. we get to see it. It's like, no reason. 
Yeah. Nikki Flipper shows up to stamp some order on the situation. They're trying to find the goodie bandit, mm-hmm. which is funny. <laughs> and uh, it seems very obvious at first glance that what's going on is your classic Little Red Riding Hood situation where the wolf is the bad guy and he wants to eat Little Red. Um, but then we find out Little Red was one of my first loves. From this movie? Yeah, dude, I was like the animation. She's the perfect woman. <laughs> yeah. Those those like weirdly placed bell bottoms just got you. Yeah, you love those bell bottoms. <laughs> you love those bell bottoms. Yeah, dude, she has like this like crop top on that I noticed this viewing and these little bell bottoms, and I just remember as like a ten year old kid being like, Oh, if I could find myself a little red, I'd be okay. A little red, someone oh. with huge ovular eyes yeah very bug eyed <laughs> that blinks like once every 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> blinks, blinks twice through the entire movie yeah <laughs> and like reacts 30 seconds behind everything that happens it seems like she's yeah, on Ritalin dude. the whole time or something like yeah that. it does she's seem like, like she's on like a tranquilizer go, go. or something <laughs> <laughs> she's hot man she's on the benzos yeah, she's on the benzos for sure we, I just learned about benzos yeah. right before this yeah um. So yeah, reds. It go. It we. It's like okay. It's all going to be a little more complicated than we think. We go back. We start with little Red Riding Hood story. So the Goody Bandit is on the loose all throughout the the forest. It takes place in this like weird world of like the forest where like all of existence is. A big forest filled with creatures from fairy tale lore, but there's like cable cars that go up to the top of the mountain, and there's like cars like there's like a hedgehog with like a Fast and Furious car. There's like a taxi, a full full ass. Yeah, they just you can just hail a taxi at any point. So like I don't know what kind of the 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 world building that's done is like very doesn't make a lot of sense but they're all like in the forest you're led to believe but there's like a police force and like a mayor and shit i don't know but uh the goody bandit is stealing like the forest denizens the whole economy it largely seems to be built around like sweet shops and like cookie supplies and stuff like they like it's a whole snack food based economy but somebody called the Goody Bandit is going around and stealing all the recipes. Right. Uh. And somehow just losing their recipes immediately causes all these businesses to shudder. Yeah, like they had no backups. They predicted Crowbar. I know it has extreme COVID vibes for sure. Yeah, All these places closing down. Yeah, dude. They were all getting quarantined. Yeah. Do you think Boingo is also responsible for coronavirus? That is canon. As, yeah. <laughs> is yeah, that... yeah, there's there's definitely some Wikipedia canon to back that up. I'll yeah, tell you. Yeah, there's definitely a suggestion. We're not saying that we think this is true. We're just asking the question, did Boingo create the coronavirus? Yeah. It, just on the non sequitur here, the, some more canon. Did you notice that the wolf is wearing a Kobe jersey. Yeah. No. Well, it was it was Lakers twenty three. 
Yeah. Which I think is like Kobe was 24 and number yeah. eight. So I think Lakers 23 is like, it's now it's LeBron James, but maybe it was also like Magic Johnson or something, but he's wearing like a Lakers yeah. jersey for sure. Hell yeah. yeah. The whole time, which I was like, I I kind of don't understand that. It definitely did catch it's my a, eye, though. Well, there are a couple instances. Not only did they predict Krovi, but just bad things with but Kobe. the yeah. NBA. But not only Kovi, but also Kobi. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. the Black Mamba. Yeah, rest in power. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, again, it's like with Shrek, there are still there are like a few moments of like crossover into our like the real world that are kind of weird. <laughs> you know, we're like, you remember how Donkey can like sing a, whatever's yeah, song Donkey does yeah. pop songs. Yeah, just feel like there were some some crossovers into our actual world with this movie that were strange. There's also that uh, great one liner that Nikki the Frog says to the bear, where he's like, the bear known as exhibit is like just crass and just trying to like pinpoint what happened and nikki's like oh looks like somebody came out of hibernation a little bit too early or <laughs> oh, yeah. classic bear climbing up the same tree yeah, i love <laughs> oh yeah the good like an, what an, a slide this animal yeah, burns absolutely yeah yeah are pretty good so yeah, Granny Puckett is Red's grandmother, and she's like the biggest. She reminded me of Mom from Futurama. She's like the biggest <laughs> sweet treat purveyor in the woods, and the Goody she's Bandit. She's a dealer. The Goody Bandit throws a fucking rock through Red's window and says, "You're next." <laughs> so Red's like, "I gotta run the recipes up to Granny so that they won't get stolen." She's like calling Granny on the phone this whole time, and you're kind of like, "What's going on with Granny?" She's like screaming and stuff. She's, yeah, we do find out later. But uh, Red sets off on her bike. She sings a horrible, terrible song, one of the worst songs I've ever heard in my life, <laughs> about how she wants to go to the big wide world and the woods are small. Yeah. Dude. And it really it's sounds... It's a hard life in there, man. Yeah, it's a hard, it's a hard knock life. And, uh, yeah, she gets carried by some bluebirds over a brook. <laughs> she does not get carried <laughs> that by That she bluebirds. sings to. Yeah, she does. She gets carried by bluebirds over a brook? Yes. Yeah, no, I dude, think... she gets... She, like, is going over the river and the bluebirds, like, grab her bike while she, like, almost in E.T. fashion. Yeah, and they just, lift like, her over. Just, her over the, the river. Oh, I, you, I'm mixing that up with uh, the hummingbirds carrying her, uh, oh, yeah. her hood. Common mistake eventually. when talking about hood. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll get to that. The... Yeah, I know, I was jumping the gun a little bit. But, yeah, she uh, does all that kind of shit. <laughs> All that kind of stupid bullshit, and then uh, <laughs> stupid ass, dumb ass bullshit, and then she, uh, yeah, why, yeah, and uh, but then it's like she just then it's like okay, getting on the cable car. Well, and, and I was like, wait, there's a, just a fucking cable car. Yeah, well, I wanted to mention beforehand, like her her grandmother just says quickly, like on the phone to her, like I need to put down some fresh doilies. 
You remember that? But it's like, but it's very clear that she's like making that up. Yeah, like it seemed like it reminded me of like Patrick Bateman saying, "I need to return some videotapes in I American." Need to <laughs> it's, oh it's, my god! <laughs> I need to put some fresh. Very reminiscent down. of American Psycho. Yeah, yeah a lot of American Psycho vibes. Yeah, <laughs> well, sure. you realize like Granny definitely. But yeah, has then them. she Red just meets up with like her friend the Rabbit Boingo. Mm-hmm. And, oh, dude, classic character. Yeah, and played by Andy Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the best part of this going movie. On in Andy Dick's career, where he was like, "I'm gonna be a little maniacal rabbit named Boingo in a 2005 animated flick called Hoodwinked." I think it's quite possible that the people who wrote this movie just ran into Andy Dick like rolling fa- <laughs> rolling face at a club or something and he told them that he was a rabbit named Boingo and he was stealing yeah. all the recipes from like the Muffin Man and Granny Puckett and like that's how they got the idea for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we've got this character that just like fits the bill right here. Yeah, they were, he's Andy just Dick, like, I'm Boingo! And, and they were, yeah, they were like, holy shit, that's actually like a pretty good what's idea for a like movie. Tomorrow? Yeah, what's, Come by and do a couple come line in, readings Yeah, for us? and they just recorded it as he was sort of like like when he's singing that song he really just thought that he was there like (laughs) doing all of that in real time he's coming down from his uh, drug trip yeah right he went full method for that he really thought that (laughs) he really thought he was he became boinga dude he he, he really did embody he, he, Boingo. He, he, he did. He embodied Boingo. <laughs> the embodied Boingo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyhow, so anyhow, <laughs> so she meets up with Boingo, who then who else is she with? She's with like her some other kind of rodent friend. Yeah, is, friend. is she with Twitchy at this point? No, no dude, Twitchy, Twitchy hasn't come in yet. Like, Twitchy's with the wolf. Yeah. But I think Twitchy's I like, like the, the journalist other, for the wolf. Yeah, some other animal friend, but I forget who. But Twitchy, so I'm like, so there's just a fucking cable car here. I don't understand that. Why did she? <laughs> well, she must have been with Twitchy. It makes me think about Grand Theft Auto Five. Any takers? Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah I'll take yeah. that. You ever get, get in that cable car right up to the top of that mountain and try to ride one of those dirt bikes all the way down? Yeah, you yeah shout out gaming yet again. Yeah, yeah dude, back into the shout play. out gaming. Got shout out Rob. I know he loves trying to do that. Shout out my boy Rob. <laughs> shout out Rob. Gaming. He's going to be doing Shrek 2 later this week. Yeah, baby. Little, uh, that's little, what I like uh, to hear. foreshadowing for that. But uh, yeah, so they there's she gets on the cable car. Boingo like kicks her out of the cable car. <laughs> yeah, and she takes a big fall, runs in land like you know ping pongs around. Well, Twitchy hits the ground with her and like takes a picture picture of her. Do you remember that? Isn't so that? Twitchy might yeah. be in the cable so car. So Twitchy must have been in the cable car yeah. unless he was like high up in the trees. Just, <laughs> no, dude, it, it it like later it there the wolf and twitchy are like taking like sound surveillance and photos of the cable car and twitchy like goes up a tree to try and get the better shot and oh, gets right. stuck on the tree and like sucks the camera into his gut right. and then when he lands it like activates the shutter and he just like <laughs> yes. flashes little red yeah, yeah and he's okay yeah you're right Twitchy, the you're strange, right, you're right. the um, cokehead TMZ. But yeah, she lands, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the wolf comes out of the shadows and is ominous and scary to her, and is like, "Let me check what you got in the 
in the basket and you got snacks? <laughs> Granny Bucket makes the best snacks. Give me some of those snacks. Dude, there, there are just, there, there's just such an overarching theme of like stranger danger. I think that's where I learned to just not talk to strangers was through uh, a <laughs> link. Yeah, do you think Harvey Weinstein was like, you need to have the wolf be scarier? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he needs to be more it's aggressive. Like, he needs to ask. He needs to ask the girl if he can eat her snacks. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think that's probably in the deposition somewhere. Oh god! Yeah, <laughs> the whole hoodwinked script or something like that is entered into. So, well, we should probably dance away from that. But, uh, but yeah, walk away. But anyway, um, sorry, I eating some Pringles. But <laughs> anyway, she runs away from the wolf. The wolf is scary. I did write down a note. When they're uh, in the cable car, I was thinking about the fray <laughs> and their song Cable Car. <laughs> oh, my oh, God, dude. God. Which I also, when did that come out? Was that also like Right around this time. <laughs> right around this time. Dude, I'm going to have to save that to Spotify right now. Oh, my Everybody God, dude. Cable Car and How to Save a Life. Oh, I'm my God. my Dude, it came out in 2005. Dude, that year is dude. just getting better and better. Oh, it's a it was a, a high watermark of American culture, you might say. And I was like, what a yeah. missed opportunity! Or I was like, I was also like, do you think that's where the fray they were watching hoodwinked and they were inspired <laughs> by the cable car? I was like, is, like I was, oh, a cable I was like, oh, should I, I listen to this song? Could it be? This. Yeah, could you tease out the lyrics? Is it maybe about hoodwinked? <laughs> Whoa! 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 So yeah, now. there is a fray connection. <laughs> um, yeah, Hood Red runs away and runs into the little uh, hillbilly goat. Yeah, who was my Shaw. favorite character in the Best whole movie, scene of the entire movie. Yeah, dude. He, I mean, he's without a shadow of a doubt the best character. He's so much fun. Dude, it's just like song. the sickest part of that whole thing that I just vividly, I remember seeing the name on the mailbox and being like, oh my God, this is that Billy Goat. What is and it? What's the scene his name? of him like in a rocking chair, I was like, damn, I forgot he was in a rocking chair, but it's actually his like his long horns. ass horns that he just puts on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh my God. Oh, I love that guy. He's just like, has to sing everything he says. Yeah. yeah. Allegedly. Well, I cannot help you. Ah, da, da, da. Yeah. His, his name is Japeth, J-A-P-E-T-H. Oh, yeah, Japeth. Oh, hell yeah. Japeth the Billy Goat. I love Japheth him, the dude. Billy Goat. <laughs> Singing about, yeah. Gotta be I got horns to eat my carrots. I got horns to eat my potatoes. I got horns to eat my celery. I got horns to eat my cereal. <laughs> if you guys, uh, if you ever take a like on this one, but in the later ones, if you ever need a musical break, you should just find that song and put it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> I wonder if there's a single, a be prepared single. Again, a, another funeral song. <laughs> yeah, uh, that could be a good segue, though. Does anyone need to take a break? Anyone need to go pee-pee or anything? Eh, I could go for a little smoke real quick. Yeah, a little. should we take a little smoke pee-pee break? Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Well, we will do that. And uh, we'll be back talking a little more hoodwinked on Quarantine Companions with the boy Zachy B. 
These tunnels. I need one that leads to Puckett Grove. <laughs> let my piss out. <laughs> I gotta go let my piss out. <laughs> I need Mama's to, got a squirt. I need Mama's to drink. got dude, you I'm drinking a squirt right now. <laughs> Damn, dude. Like that's pretty fucked up, I will not lie. Do you know did you know squirt is just pee? <laughs> in the, the pornography world or just in real life? Yeah, like Cytheria. Uh, either one up to you. Cytheria, the squirt queen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know the one. The I'm one not is... familiar with one. that reference. I know the one. Cytheria, the squirt queen. Yeah, she has earned her title respectively. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's worthy of the crown. <laughs> I was think you were going to go there. I can't believe what brought that up. It's ten episodes in, baby. It's time for Cytheria, the squirt queen, to enter the nocturnal emissions quarantine companion canon. Nice. Um. So yeah. Well. Yeah. Tell me about the squirt queen. Um. I mean, as the name suggests, she can just like really. She just squirts really. Hey, I, dude, I don't. Want to Is die. it a volume thing? She. She. Has, it's a volume. It's a volume thing. It's like a just like quantity thing it's a quality thing it's just like it's all of the in all yeah. the areas she excels. it hits all the check marks there's dude, like the very she just no no uh what is it called the the recurrence intervals or whatever of being able to come <laughs> yeah it's just like it's, she could she do it like go 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 as many as she likes and like probably has to stay really hydrated mm-hmm. oh yeah i can imagine there's like you know, a lot of water going through that body. What's her name again? She's been affected by dehydration recently. Uh, Cytheria, the squirt right, queen. Cytheria. Yeah. I feel like she could retire. It at this sounds point. like a carry, like someone from ancient mythology or something. Yeah. Like she, Caligula. Yeah, or yeah, like Cleopatra's younger sis, like younger <laughs> sister, Cytheria, the squirt Cytheria queen. Cleopatra. <laughs> she she gets her uh, seat at the table at Mount Olympus from squirting super far. <laughs> Whatever gets you there, man. Yeah. Whatever gets you there. Uh, but anyway, what up, what up? Welcome back to Quarantine Companions. Hook's here with Crow. Yep. I'm not going to do it right now. Okay. I think I hurt my throat a little bit. Last okay. Time I did, I and uh, ZB, you want to give him a what up, what up? Yeah, guys, what up? You're talking to the one that got away. Oh, yeah. damn. I like the that. The man, the legend, the not yet myth, Zeki Benson Bagler. So we did talk about uh, you are a 10th grader at Helen High School. Yeah, you're a super sophomore. You're still in grade 10. <laughs> That's so true. What's Zach that Belger. like? <laughs> Zach Belger, grade 10. Zach Bolger, grade 10. Teen? <laughs> yeah, what's that like? <laughs> teen, bean, keen, mean. Is it hard having had school canceled for the foreseeable future? Dude, honestly, it's, uh, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. My teacher is pretty understanding and... Mm. I'm in this like survey of Montana wildlife and habitats, which is pretty interesting. We have to do a bunch of field observations of birds and crustaceans and oh, animals and things, which is super fun. Like, I just we just pick a place and go out and just like sit in the woods for like an hour and document all of these 
these things that happen. What which kind is really of crust, fun. what kind of crustaceans well, yeah, are we talking? Yeah, what kind of birds? Dude, today while I was on my observation, I saw two sandhill cranes fly right over me, oh, which was super zam. sweet. What a treat! Zam, yeah, dude, the coolest of all the birds, and then just a couple magpies. Nice school of robins. Corvins. That was about all I saw today. Nice. Yeah, dude. Dylan doesn't have much diversity, but they do have diversity of birds. What's of their crustacean game like? Yeah, any crustaceans over there? Yeah, I haven't got much into the crustacean game. It's just yeah, something yeah. I'm crab. looking to crab. get crab. myself into in the next few days. Yeah, dude. I, I would crab. also like to get into the crustacean game as soon as possible. <laughs> Dude, if, that you've got a place to stay if you're coming down to Dylan to okay. help me find some crustaceans. Okay, let's, <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, we're talking, we are talking 2005 cinematic classic Hoodwinked. Can I just say something real quick? Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll just move right past it. Hey, hey Zach, have you found any uh, uh, crow skeletons? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, we are talking about Hoodwinked. Um, we were just talking about the singing goat. Right. And they go on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Dude, and I was thinking about that because this was right around, I think this movie maybe preceded me going to Disney World, which we talked about in a past episode just by a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I think this movie and this scene in particular was fresh in my mind when I was riding Thunder Mountain Railroad. Oh, really? Oh, hell yeah. Pretty similar vibes. Extremely similar vibes to Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, there is no Japheth the Goat yodeling (laughs) and scouting at you. Unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately, dude, I I was, that's, I, his absence is missed. You've noticed it, dude, when there's not, when he's not going, yodeling, yodeling, yodeling. I got horns for chopping carrots. I got horns for making pies. (laughs) I got horns for shaving faces. I got horns for sharpening knives. I don't know what he's saying. Shaving thighs. For shaving thighs. Yeah, he's got <laughs> all of it. I do love him. <laughs> I do love Jepeth, <laughs> Billy Goat. <laughs> and, uh, but then, yeah, they're flying through. They uh, are going along this mine railroad thing in a mine cart, in the mine shaft. Big Thunderbound Railroad vibes, if you know what we mean with that. And uh, the Billy Goat and Red happen upon a, a big gaping chasm in the, in the, nice. in the, in the uh, what do you call it? In the, in the railroad. And so they get launched into the air. Yeah. And they're flying into the cart. And Red looks up and sees her floating. <laughs> oh, dude! Hallucin- hallucination. She must assume or something of her granny, saying, oh my "Red, God. use the hood, Red." Dude, use I the literally hood. in my notes in quotes, but use the hood, Red. LOL. LOL. Yeah, still floating, to this day, It's funny. The force ghost, the granny force ghost. Yeah, dude, I was like, it's use the force. It's like, use yeah. the hood, red. Yeah, use the hood, red. Use the force, Luke. It's really good. It's it's a classic <laughs> moment of cinema. Everybody talks about that scene to this day. 
Um, I yes, do. so yeah, I definitely do. Red unties her cloak, her hood, and it f- blows up like a parachute. Dude. And she sails safely down. The minecart crashes. The goat has a pair of horns that are like a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, he is helicopter. And he's like, I was prepared. Yeah, dude, he's like Inspector Gadget. Yeah, dude, he's sick. Jeff yeah. the goat has a pair of horns for everything, so he gets down safely. He was prepared. Um, I was prepared. I was prepared. And then... Uh, she gets up to Granny's house. And we know what happens from there. We cut back to the investigation, the cops at Granny's house. Nikki Flipper is, is heard all he needs to hear from Red, mm-hmm. the Chief T. Grizzly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is like, um, well, that's it. Obviously, the wolf is the bad guy, and he's the goody bandit, and let's cuff him, boss. Yeah. But Nikki Flippers is like, not yet. Not until I've heard Nikki from Flippers everybody. Nikki Flippers is like, ah, oh, looks like the bear just came out of hibernation. Yeah, time to wake up and smell the roses. We're not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> he says a lot of dumb shit like that, um, and gets the wolf in for questioning. The wolf tells his side of the story, which is that... Uh, there, uh, Nikki Flippers has a great line where um, someone's like, oh, he's a cop, too. And Nikki Flippers is and Nikki Flippers is like, no, he's worse. He's a journalist. Because <laughs> he knows who... The start of the fake news movement. Yeah, he knows he's from Dylan. Yeah, Nikki Flippers is from Dylan. <laughs> he knows who... Uh, he knows who the wolf is. The wolf tells his side of the story, which is that He's trying to investigate the goody bandit, and he thinks that Granny Puckett, through Little Red, is stealing all the other recipes to shut down the competition. It's his classic journalist conspiratorial mindset, always thinking corporations, big corporations are out to get us, which we know that they are, in fact... (laughs) Do want us to die, and they they are out to get us. The goodies are turning the frogs gay. (laughs) (laughs) That is canon in this movie. (laughs) Do you you think Nikki Flippers is gay? Um, Yeah. He might be. I don't know. You never know. We have no idea. He reminded me a lot of... um, He he had the whole shtick of... uh, What's the main character from like the Agatha Christie novels? Yeah, cute. Bella. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Did Kenneth he just Ronald. reference Agatha Christie? Yeah. <clears throat> Dude, yeah, bro. My father, every single time there was dinner on the table from like ages eight until even to this day, he goes, it's time to snag a Christie. <laughs> That's pretty good, dude. Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's a classic. That's a classic Hedry yeah. line. I love Hedry. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, but Nikki Flippers <laughs> is like a frog version of uh, Hercule Poirot. Yeah, exactly. If he were, yeah, but he's an English frog. Um, but yeah, the goodies may have turned him gay. <laughs> um. As we discussed, 
One thing I really like, there's a scene in the wolf recounting of his side of the things where he's talking to an informant and it's this like Guido sheep. Yeah, yeah. He's like a Italian yeah, sheep and he's yeah. like, hey, wolf, I don't know. Hey, forget about it. Yeah, questions. my memory ain't too good. And he like gives him some cash and he's like, oh, okay, little <laughs> red hood. Yeah, she runs up for a little granny bucket. Yeah, she's a delivery girl. <laughs> Oh, uh, where does Granny live? Oh, I forget. And they get to my, oh, she lives up on top of the mountain. <laughs> Granny lives up there, yeah. I like how the, the wolf is like, I'll try to pull the wool over my eyes. And the, and the guy's like, what, you think you're the first person? You think you're the first person to say that? to try to pull <laughs> yeah. the wool over my eyes? Forget about it. Forget hey, about. my bull, my ghoul, uh, <laughs> my guma. Yeah, that... <laughs> And he, the wolf is dressed like a sheep, very clever wolf and wolf and she, wolf in sheep's clothing. Ooh. If you didn't pick up on that, this movie has a lot of deep symbology. Robert Langdon would love <laughs> this movie. That's the truth. From Da Vinci Code, we should Professor do Da Vinci Robert Code, Langdon. dude. Yeah. Do you guys want to do Angels and Demons and Da Vinci Code and Inferno? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good. We could always tie it back to Hoodwinks. Yeah, yeah. 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 It goes deep. They were both created by the fucking Illuminati. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah. meet, uh, we meet uh, Twitchy. Yeah. Uh, the I mean, we, greatest we cinematic character we in love, the last 30 years. In the last 30 years. Wow. Twitchy the squirrel. Um, he's the photographer and the companion to the wolf who we really like. Um, he's down with the wolf as he watches Red um, get into the cable car and get kicked out by Boingo and he tries to confront her his recollection of events obviously paints him in a much more positive light yeah than Red's but then she like runs away and he like chases after her and stuff and there's one of my favorite lines in the movie where it's after Red kind of gets away from them and um, Twitchy says something all Twitchy talks all quick and it's hard to understand him but he says something I had subtitles so I just read it but he says something to him and the wolf is just like as God is my witness you will learn to speak <laughs> <laughs> And that was one of my, that's maybe my favorite line in the whole movie. He means it. <laughs> and also, just like a big thing for me with Twitchy is, as I've gotten older, like, I've just had this reoccurring thought, especially now that I've revisited one of my Skull favorite movies at Winked, is that um, I feel like when you think about a teacher's lounge or like teachers outside of work, it's like this crazy space where teachers do all of these crazy things. And I've had this thought since I've gotten older that do you think that teachers readily identified Twitchy as somebody in their class? You know what I mean? <laughs> They're like, oh, I have a Twitchy in my class. His name is Zach. You know, yeah, Zach is like every, Twitchy. Every, everybody's <laughs> got at least one Twitchy yeah. in, a, in your yeah. class. Hedwig, Hoodwink was like such we a part all of the zeitgeist. That people were just fucking <laughs> referencing Twitchy in everyday life. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Anytime there's like a kid who is like a little hyper, 
You yeah, it's just like, like ADHD. They're like, oh, this fucking twitchy kid. Yeah, yeah I mean, from twitchy. I'll know. And they're like, oh, from hoodwinked. Don't have a Dina Mite. Which reminds me, like, I, we had talked recently about the Dina Mite scene, and I remembered it as being like, right in the end like the climax of the movie me too me but it too. happens so early yeah. it's like it the... happens like 30 minutes it's 30 minutes and 11 seconds i read down the time stamp <laughs> because i could talk about that scene for dude the dina mute thing yeah talk about like, it that was like one of my i think that was like one of the first times where that was a huge funny joke at school, Dina like in ele- elementary school. Really? Yeah, people that's, had seen that, that is what I was going to talk about too. Is like I feel like that we watched that movie. Yeah, and then in just like random everyday life, somebody would say something yeah. in a different way than it's actually like spelled or said, and people would be like, "Ha ha, classic hoodwinked." Yeah, classic twitchy from hoodwinked. The funniest yeah. thing we had ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did that. I like? When I was in Missoula last, which was like well over a month and a half ago to mm-hmm. visit you guys, I in a drunken stupor, how we got on this idea was just sitting on your couch, Connor, and I had pounded my fair share of Modelo's into my stomach. Uh-huh. And I just remember sitting there thinking about funny things that have happened in my life. Mm-hmm. And the first, maybe the second thing that came into my head was twitchy saying dinamite and i just remember being like wow this is really bringing me back to a good place right now absolutely it is one of those weird things that just like we we would have all been like around nine or ten years old when this came out and we we just saw it in something about that little squirrel saying dinamite it just like tattooed on our brain must be italian must be italian yeah it's like the basis for our sense of humor anymore it's just like that's where it all started something about just the way like the pure sound and color and cartoonishness of that squirrel saying dinamite was just like yeah. it hit I perfectly hit for us chords. yeah it was exactly what i wanted to hear at that moment yeah <laughs> dinamite <laughs> oh it's pretty dark in here do you have any uh candles yeah, yeah, yeah i got one right it. here and he just lights it somehow he lights it and then yeah. he's like well, that thing's pretty bright. Like, uh, what kind of candle is that? As if this, like, wolf has any prior knowledge yeah. of just, like, candles at all. <laughs> he just knows about... Is that like, a Yankee oh, candle? A candle. <laughs> that's not a candle. And he throws them and it lights the whole stack, blows it up. <laughs> and they're, like, throwing them out behind them and they're blowing up sections of the uh, track. Totally. And that's what creates, we find out, the jump then that... Riddle Red Riding Hood shoots up over. Mm-hmm. Uses her hood. Yeah, uses her hood. Then Red said, or the wolf says that he gets up to Granny's and Granny's not there. So he dresses up as Granny because she has like cardboard cutouts and shit just yeah. lying around of herself. Not only does she sell goods, but she sells face masks of yeah. her face. Yeah, to her and she just has a bunch of them lying around her house. For yeah, some if it, later on in the movie, you find out she has them on hand. Yes, uh, yeah. which is super weird. We don't have to She's talk got about the that. The granny yet. apron, the granny mask. Yeah, yeah. She do, she does a lot of branding, dude. She does yeah. a lot of swag. Yeah. 
Um, it's a good business model. Stuff we maybe. all get. Stuff we all get. <laughs> she's her own hype beast. Dude, she is a hype beast, we find out. But uh, yeah, the wolf says that she wasn't there, so he was trying to get Red on tape, admitting to being the goodie bandit. Which we all know she isn't, because how could Anne Hathaway be the goodie bandit? Yeah, with those eyes. And with those eyes. <laughs> and so then he lays all the blame on Paul Bunyan? Yeah, maybe. The crazy ripped guy with the fucking ginger soul patch. Yeah, getting Spiked out chin thing. Yeah. Um, so we Which learned- isn't like Paul Bunyan of... Like Canadian or like French folklore, not like German schnitzel. Right. Like yeah. he's he's a Minis- he's like a northern Minnesota or like a Quebec or some shit guy. Yeah, like, Quebecois. Like, yeah. yeah <laughs> he goes like, "We, oh, oui, I am Bunyan. I have a blue eye." Like Bunyan, like the foot thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what is that? Like a bone? Yeah. So then it's like his growth. story, and yeah, he's like a spokes. He's trying to get a job as a spokesman for. A bunion foot cream? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you, so, have you guys ever had a bunion? No, I, I, I know that one of the members of Wu-Tang Clan had a bunion once and rapped about it. So I know that they're kind of annoying. It's like... What I, member? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was um, Inspector Deck. Oh, man. Yeah. Lost soul. Yeah, dude, no doubt. But, uh, or no, it was... Uh, it was Jizza. Jizza. Forgive me. Yeah, I was going to say, it has to be one of the bigger characters. I feel like regular people don't just get bunions, you know? I'll need to... Only superstars get bunions. Civilian versus non-civilian. It's like a bone growth on your foot. Yeah. Like an extra bone growth, right? I didn't realize that animals develop those, um, which seems... We're all animals, bro. Or is he just selling to like those kids and Granny and Red? Are there any other humans around? Um, like his bunion. There's all the weird German children. That's what I'm saying. But like, that's his market. Maybe they all have a lot of bunions. (laughs) He's like the lizard director. (laughs) (laughs) But do lizard? Well, they hint at that there is like the broader world beyond these woods. Yeah, but I don't think that lizards get get bunions. I can't picture a lizard getting a bunion, you crazy man. I don't know enough about bunions to know whether or not a lizard could get a bunion. Yeah, I guess me neither. I shouldn't accuse. Sorry. I take that back. They do a lot of walking, though. I bet they could get a bunion. Yeah, sure. Um, But But anyway, he's doing a bunion cream while selling schnitzel on the side. And the Paul Bunyan Little German Kid Schnitzel song we discussed a little bit earlier is deeply unsettling so to me. Fucked up. It's nightmarish. So it's up. the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> like the scene that sticks out to me that I vividly remember even before this rewatch is the camera angle is like a bust of his face while he's driving around. And the, you can like see the kids like running after his truck and he just looks like he is just off of the wagon. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like he's dude. just completely lost his mind. He's like singing, him. holding the steering wheel and there's these obese what seem to be like German-esque children running behind him to get his schnitzels. <laughs> With demonic And he's eyes. just like singing and yeah. just the monstrosity of that scene. Just, and the song I, is, is like this nightmarish. Like, scary like 
carnival like dun 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 yeah. dun, oh, yeah. dun I love schnitzel <laughs> dun, 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 like horrifying song all these German kids look like terrifying Chucky dolls little fat oh, German yeah. Oompa Loompa Chucky dolls you find out that Paul Bunyan not all, he wants to become a multi-hyphener by selling foot, foot cream schnitzels and becoming an actor so that he can become a yodeler yeah, his yeah, dream so is true. to join a world-famous yodeling band. Yeah, man, he's got a lot of ambitions. Um, he does. I he, guess it was Jim Belushi who does Paul Bunyan. No kidding. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good for Jim Belushi, Good for I Jim, guess. I guess. Uh, Getting a paycheck. I guess. I guess. <laughs> he uh, might have been part of like that cheap original cast. Yeah, maybe, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I love how they're like singing and they're running away, and then the schnitzel truck gets like, <laughs> like Grand Theft Auto, like it's up on blocks and like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just gets totally fucking jacked. Yeah, dude. But he, he's, that's when he chops. by Boingo we find out, and also like Boingo has pointed out to like the wolf that. There was like a shortcut that he could use to get ahead of Red. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was right. And then he's also says something to Paul Bunyan here and is like around when his fucking van gets stolen. Yeah. (laughs) And literally right when he showed up the second time, I hadn't seen this movie in so long, but I was like, Right when you just fucking randomly Boingo showed up the second time, I was like, oh, right, he's the bad guy. Yeah, Boingo. <laughs> like, I couldn't There's remember Boingo. any of the details of the plot, but I was just like, oh, yeah, weird, he's there. Oh, he must be the bad guy. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and they try to make it all like, oh, he the one person who appeared in all of everybody else's stories. Dude. Boingo the rabbit. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, you're like 10 years old. Oh, shit. It was the rabbit the whole time. I've got Boingo's evil plan written down. I at one point I paused this movie and frame by frame wrote down and like oh, zoomed in yeah. and looked at Holy Boingo's shit. evil plan. Holy shit. Do well, we want to talk about that now? I mean we can get to it, but that doesn't come up until later when they're going back. Until Granny. Yeah. Well, yeah, we haven't even discussed Triple G, my friend. Um Oh my god, yeah, that's uh so they have like Kid Rock or whatever. So that was my next playing note. A fucking, playing the backing song for Granny's badass montage. Yeah. So yeah, the next person's perspective we get is Granny. We find out she has a tattoo, Triple G, making fun of Triple X. Yeah. Where she's like, I've always wanted to live life on the edge. And I'm like addicted to extreme sports. This was at like a weird cultural moment where you could get so many points by just like suggesting... an older person doing something that old people can't normally do yeah so it's just like she's a grandma but she raps she's a grandma but she shreds on the skis and is like as as badass and brings good she's a grandma but she's also known as xander cage yeah yeah Yeah, but she skydives but she's also makes this best cookies in the world yeah the best man it really does it all snickerdoodles yeah um yeah so we find out she was like doing this ski race with her like ragtag group of friends a big extremely like (laughs) 
chill polar bear played by exhibit yeah. i don't know like totally. he's like what up grandma yeah what up g Dude, that whole scene is is somewhat offensive to be honest i'm like i don't know what to make of it i'm just like this doesn't it's like they're just taking these what one of them is like uh what looks to be like a porcupine or something right yeah some kind of rodent the other one is like the polar bear and then there's one other and they're all just like so stereotypically like yeah, these they're like, just like what up hood, or like <laughs> hood skiers that are like oh my homie like give me some grandma and she does this like yeah and she's like what up with the polar what bear up, G yeah. Bro? like yeah. yeah she's like it's like glenn close being like what up my bro like yeah you're my you're all my boys somebody's here snacks yeah and she says like wiggity whack it's a bad it's a go like wiggity whack and it's just it's extremely cringe to watch nowadays it's extremely cringe for anybody who participated in that especially exhibit i must imagine um, and but again, then, exhibit went from rapping with Dr. Dre to being a fucking bear and a. Oh, here's, here's more examples of people looking extremely, extremely upsetting in these movies. You have like the European ski team that they go oh, yeah. up against. Dolph. And Dolph, like the big guy who has like no eyebrows, but these like bulbous skull protrusions where eyebrows should be. And he's just like, watch out, grandma. Yeah, doing like a yeah. Schwarzenegger thing. He's like, watch some out. Uh, yeah, like it's Rocky dangerous Green, out there, Grandma. Watch out. It's not safe out there. And he like clicks her out of her boot. And so she has to like do the whole thing on like one <laughs> ski. And like all of the crazy, there's like a bald guy with like a huge head and circular sunglasses. Yeah. There's like some kind of stern looking woman who looks like the lady from. Globo Gym and Dodgeball. Yeah, dude, it was like the three like <laughs> Germans from Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah they yeah. look a lot like the, there's like some sort of weird guy with a haircut, the bald guy, the Keith. big guy. Keith. <laughs> there's Keith. Yeah, which Ooh, I swear to God, that's like a family guy joke. It's about Keith. But um, yeah. yeah, I love the Germans. They're like very quickly and easily like sideline or kneecap all of granny's teammates and she gets all pissed and starts an avalanche but then it's like did that avalanche presumably then swallow up all of her fallen teammates yeah did she killed all of her uh what she calls the homies <laughs> yeah she killed all of her homies to try to get back at Dolph at the the, the German henchman guys <laughs> um <laughs> Which, I will break you. I will break you, Grandma. It's dangerous out there, Grandma. Watch out, Grandma. And uh, <laughs> she does a photo finish. She also wins the ski race ahead of the avalanche. It says, Granny wins by a landslide. Yeah. Ooh. Which is pretty funny. Yeah, but it's an avalanche. But it's an avalanche. And it's also the same avalanche that we saw earlier. We didn't talk about, but with the Billy Goat, where the avalanche is, an avalanche is coming, and I do not feel prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's seeing us in the face of such yeah. <laughs> adversarial doom. Which is good, yeah. There is a huge existential doom. Yeah. <laughs> They're created by Granny. Granny at one point says, you let me worry about these player haters. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. She's in. She's hip, man. Like, she does extreme sports. It's extremely cringe. And also, the, the like, whole scene while the, uh, like, 
before the avalanche is going on when she's doing all these like matrix esque like flips on trees and throwing all of these like snowballs i yeah, think is one of the right. pinnacle scenes of that entire movie right them off like a it's machine a huge gun action sequence where granny is yeah. like yeah firing off snowballs like machine gun fire and like elf yeah felling enemies right and left yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot like elf yeah when did, did that come out in 2005 i don't know when that came out man but yeah it's, she's absolutely slaying it she's seizing the day but is that is this the point when she like flies off and you see why she was not actually yeah. a hallucination yeah, yeah she <laughs> she was like what was she she had like a parachute or something yeah 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 she had like a, a a hood or something like that. Yeah, she goes off some sort of big jump and has like a parachute or something. And yeah, so right here is she's like goes down and sees Red and calls out, Red, use the hood, Red, which is just like explains Red's hallucination earlier. Yeah. Which Red Ever was like, what the fuck? Like, I just saw my grandmother I saw my grandma flying through and told dead? me to use the hood. Yeah, does yeah. that mean she's dead? Yeah, she That's what I thought at the time. Does like, that mean Granny's dead? Yeah. <laughs> but Granny's not dead, so she parachutes out. But right as she's getting back to her cottage, she sees the wolf and Twitchy are walking in. Mm -hmm. So she goes right down through her chimney. And That's the truth. Which is like... Is that the best course of Such action? a sick move. And then it's walking around and trying to get in, but then her parachute gets caught in the ceiling fan and like swings her all around and wraps her up and throws her, flings her into the closet. Yeah, dude, that ceiling fan. So does then her now dirty. we know how all of this stuff sort of like happened. Oh, and also like. So now we know that grandma doesn't have a like huge fetish for BDSM. No, unfortunately not. Not that we see on camera, at least. <laughs> and like, yeah, like yeah, Paul Bunyan ended up in there because he was like trying to get this job he got a call back for this like paul bunyan thing but he had to like learn how to be a lumberjack so he like sharpens his axe and starts like chopping all these trees and then he spends all night trying to chop down like a big tree and then it falls and he's trying to run away from it and then he gets flung into the window and so we get we figure out why everybody's there and it's like okay so that all explains all of that but who one question remains. Who done it? Who still done it? Who is the goody bandit? Dude, just like before you get any farther, oh, yeah, yeah. another really great quote in that, that scene is when Exhibits Bear goes, I don't know who's done it. Everybody in here is just a loon. And Mr. Bill goes, hey, watch it. My mother is half loon. <laughs> Yeah, I loved, I loved, I loved that so much. Yeah. Watch it, Chief. My mama's half loon. That I think that, that one got, got to me. That one made me chuckle a little that's bit. Some of that classic animal humor that this movie is famous for. Well think, known for, yes. It's around this scene that uh, Granny drops a sick quote. Hold just now, just hold on a pee picking minute. Yeah, just hold <laughs> on a pee picking minute. Yeah, I love that. I wrote that one down too. That's um, a classic Triple G cut right there. Oh, but we also find out this like insane backstory here for Granny because of this whole thing where like Red is like so betrayed that Granny was like living this secret life, but it's like, wouldn't she just be like Granny? That's fucking sick, dude. I didn't know yeah, you were dude, like and a that badass. Shitty song where it's like, 
Red is yeah, blue. Yeah, this is where we get yeah Ben Fold's terrible, Ugh. terrible song, Red is Blue. Um, there's li- like literally that's what it's called. That's as deep as it gets. Yeah, she read is sad about it, and, and she the leaves. Just reads like a shitty. Yeah, music she like video. storms out. But it's like Granny's backstory <laughs> is that the puckets are like an ancient order, the lineage, yeah, of like snack making international badasses. <laughs> yeah. It's like the first one is like a cave painting, and then the next one yeah. is like Victorian era. Yeah, like it's Granny like Puckett. Assassin's Creed Templars shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, the Puckett snack making dynasty. Yeah, like, that's right. There's there's like a a little like cave painting of one of the Puckets taking some food to <laughs> the a first mammoth. Granny Puckett yeah, cooking a mammoth or some shit. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a cave painting, some Victorian era, and then like the one that they focus on the most is like great 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 granny pocket in like antarctica with like right. a, oh, a seal made, made, like, made like the best coat yeah I learned how to make the best hot chocolate the up yeah. there like i don't think that yeah it's crazy it's insanity <laughs> um but i do kind of like it i thought it was cool that's what yeah, granny hold on one pee picking minute there's this whole thing where like Red has stormed out because she's blue and some little silhouette that we don't quite see sneaks in and steals Red's basket and the recipe is uh, there. Who could it be? Who could it and be? And we still don't know who it is. Um, oh, no. And uh, it's wearing Red's cloak. And uh, then Nikki Flippers gathers everyone together and lays out his theory of the case. About how like everybody here has explanations for everything that they're doing, but he's like, "Who is the goody bandit?" And he's like, "The one person hopping his way through everybody else's stories." And it's like, "Oh shit, it's Boingo!" And Red, as he's and as he's saying that, we see this little form kind of hopping under Red's cloak up to the top of the uh, cable car yeah, thing. Dude. To meet Suda Schwarzenegger or something. Yeah, and he like throws his head down and we see the ears go up and it's like, oh my God, holy fucking shit, it's Boingo. (laughs) I never could have seen it coming. Boingo was the the bad guy the whole time, the sickest reveal. And it is kind of foreshadowed, like he's talking in the beginning about like... He knows the shortcut to... Yeah, or just like he's got a plan to not be... Do you want to hear his plan? Do you want to hear the... Yeah, so this is a good time for, yeah, Crow's dissertation on Boingo's yeah, evil plan. Yeah, let's hear During all of the, the points where, like, they're re- realizing what, you know, Boingo's been up to, there's, like, a scene where Boingo goes to talk to the grandmother, and he's like, guys, is it uh, uh, under being, like, I, I want an autograph from you, I'm one of your biggest fans, blah, blah, blah answer this thing and on the back of it i had to like pause and <laughs> i paused and played so many times dude just skip through it just to read it all uh only some of these have checks next to them which i will reveal afterwards uh so here's what we got for boingo's evil plan take down muffin man ruin red act cute and fuzzy steal the recipe book send wolf on goose chase pick up dry cleaning Pay gas bill, call mom, and finish layer, finish layer, finish layer, finish layer. You know what I mean? And uh, the ones that have checks next to him are take down the muffin man, which he does. Mm-hmm. He ruins red, 
That's got to check next to it. <laughs> yeah, executing fuzzy. Undeniable. Undeniable. Got to check. check next to it. Does not get the steal of the recipe book. He, just, uh, he sends Wolf on a goose chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, he picks up the dry cleaning. Or no, that's not checked. The rest of them are not checked off. But mm. I thought it was sweet that they... <laughs> Thought to add in that small little blip. I like call mom that uh, he hadn't stolen the recipe book yet because it was a uh, flashback. Oh yeah, that's yeah. funny. I just there's, had a, there's some fun evil plan on the back. There's it, some continuity. There's there some for sure. continuity there. They thought of everything. The script is tight, dude. Yeah, this yeah, script dude. is tight as it's tight. Yeah, it's airtight. It's tight. It's airtight, dude. They it's made tight. her airtight. Um, but they, yeah, dude, he <laughs> needs to pay the gas bill. He needs to pick up his dry cleaning. He needs to call mom, and he needs to finish that lair. Mm. But anyways, that's so uh, wow. Yeah, so he goes back up to the lair, aforementioned evil lair. And this is where things really go off the rails because <laughs> yeah. it's revealed that he is some sort of like evil genius. And his plan is he's putting everyone else out of business. He's going to open up the only and the best sweet shop, but he's going to spike all of his sweets with like boingonium, boingonium, which is like makes you kill yourself or something or like eat yourself to death. Yeah, it's just yeah, a super addictive thing that he's going to be. Yeah, it makes makes all of his shit so addictive that like it shows all these different creatures like eating it until they die. Yeah, dude. Eating themselves to death. Like dude, the, the creatures that are shown are the like schnitzel fat. The German kids. Yes, yeah. you're right. You're yeah. right. They yeah. go crazy. Yeah, dude. They love a little hit of boingonium. <laughs> That's why they're so terrified. They're all hopped up on boingonium. Yeah, um, let me piff that boingonium. The German youth. Yeah, dude. The German youth all hopped up on boingonium. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking needing to go to dare class, dude. Drug awareness resistance education. When I was in fifth grade, I won a dare essay writing contest about how I would never do drugs. And I got to go along with like my brother and I think our friend Cody Grandy. We got to go along. (laughs) Our friend. And uh Cody Grandy. Wow. Yeah, dude. Flashback. And like we got to like fucking uh cruise around in uh the back of a squad car and a patrolling and a prowler or whatever you want to call it and go to the fucking pizza hut buffet dude for lunch Whoa, with some wow. cops where they get to hang out with the cops yeah dude it would be a nightmare of mine now would be to have to go to a pizza hut buffet with a uniformed police police officer but at the time you when thought. i was around the age the that time, this movie came out it was one of, the, out, of, one of the greatest joys of my young life for sure <laughs> Wow. Sure. You ended up working for him. And now I'm all hopped up on Boingonium. I'm addicted to it. Yeah. <laughs> this is where they like they have this ruse of like uh the wolf shows up, he's pretending to be like an electrician or something like that. Yeah, yeah. he's right. I no, love he's this. Like he's an, an evil lair inspector. That was a bit that yeah. I still even loved in this bit where it's like, <laughs> yeah. you want a laser? A lot of guys get a laser. <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. <laughs> <laughs> you want a shark pit? I can put a shark pit in here for you. Lots of guys get a shark pit. Yeah. Like Not I to... loved the evil lair inspector bit. So good. Yeah. And and Granny is just like the granny on the Legion, like crawling on the ceiling like a spider. Uh and is just like ready to jump down, I guess. Shout out is. Alex. Yeah, shout out Spidery out there in Seattle. Hope you're saying Spidery, safe. Spidery. Spidery, you are Spidery. All right. Spider. So we also missed in the meantime while we see all this. Um, 
before they do the evil lair inspector thing, uh, the cops are headed in the wrong direction. So the oh, wolf dude, so they get is the like, we have to get a cup of coffee. Right, we have to get people. We have to get them word that they're going the wrong way. Boingo is up at the top of the mountain. And so he's like, oh, God, God, forgive me. At one point, he goes, so he gives Twitchy a cup of coffee. Twitchy just, like, goes absolutely. It's a, it's exactly like that scene in Over the Hedge. Yeah, definitely. Where Steve Carell's character gets coffee. That and should I, be the next one that we do. We should look at that. I wonder if that came out before or after this. Or open season. Remember open season? Dude, I remember. Referenced open season two days ago to Rob, and he did not laugh like I thought he would. <laughs> Dude, I, I think let's do about let's that. Make so, it Rob, if you're out there listening to this, drunk boog in open season is fucking hilarious. Yeah, and if dude, you don't that think so, that movie wrong, kills. Bro. I saw that in a drive. Over the Hedge came out in 2006. Wow, okay. So, yeah, we should do Over the Hedge next. Yeah. And then traffic. open season. Yeah. Um came out in 2006 too so we could do we can do this as like a trifecta of animal movies hell yeah that um, is what i'm talking about any, yeah like so yeah twitchy <laughs> takes off into the woods after getting his latest fix um and, <laughs> yeah he just goes like super fast down ahead of them he did not listen to the dare he tries advice. to like run them off the road it's so funny he like <laughs> tries to like he runs ahead of the cop cars tries to like get in front of them and they're like what is that and then he just like splats in on the window shield window shield of the cop cars and sends them all sprawling but then they're like what's going on and he's trying to explain to them he's like he's just talking so fast you can't understand what he's saying they have to like record it and slow it down and then it's like they have taken the girl and gone up to the top <laughs> of the cable cars. And it's, yeah, it's dude, and he's the just like, voice of that yeah, is so he has funny. like a great old fashioned radio voice. That's really funny. Uh, so yeah, everybody's headed up. Everybody knows Boingo is the bad guy. Yeah. And they're headed up there. Um, at this scene, we get to see like a red tries to fight Boingo and he starts doing karate with his ears and he says fear the ear baby <laughs> fear the ear baby fear the ear yeah. baby fear the ear baby then we yeah we get the wolf in there as the evil lair inspector mm-hmm. um they all kind of get in there and they start like fighting him and i can't i can't remember exactly what happens but i wrote down boingo won't go back to prison <laughs> because there's like at one point where he's just like you're not gonna take me alive like i'm not gonna go to jail like i can't do it i won't go I can't do another dime i won't yeah. go back to prison he's like i'm a bunny i can't go to prison <laughs> i think he literally at one point says i'm a bunny like i can't go to prison He's i don't quite know what they're implying there but i know that i don't care for him yeah yeah and that's when he i think this is around the time well red he throws into a cable car that is full of dinamite yeah. Right? And and sends her... What is it full of? Dinamite. Dinamite. Ah. Yeah. Um, right, he throws Red into the dinamite car. Mm-hmm. And then so Granny goes after it. Well, this like, is like... Ziplining with like a cookie muffin tray. Yeah, she zips on it, but this is right... That's right after she uh, <laughs> whips a cardboard cut out of herself, out of her ass, and like... Fools one of the yeah. other guys into punching it instead. Right, of her, uses right. it as a little she keeps it up diversion. there at all times. Yeah, 
Okay, yeah. So red go or Granny goes after Red on the zip line and helps her get out of the car. Boingo and the Germans uh see that that's going on and so they also on like surfboards or something. I think maybe snowboards cuz Yeah, on snowboards or something grind on the fucking cable car cable. The and, amount of sparks coming yeah. up from all of their their choices is just incredible. It's crazy, but yeah, so then Granny gets red off and detaches the cable car full of dinamite and it lands <laughs> in the it lands in the river where earlier we saw the great bit of like red has the hummingbirds fill up her hood and so the wolf chases that over the cliff and goes into the river right. and that's where we first see the old fishing man who we see throughout the movie yeah like paul bunyan runs past him and granny sees him and flirts with them or something but then they blow up the cable car in the river and all these like dead fish flow on past him and it's like he was fishing all fucking day like yeah, it's dude. nighttime now yeah. and he's still out there yeah. not catching shit bro he's got some faith in the fish you get out what you put in my friend i guess yeah <laughs> and then yeah he gets a lot um and then they hop off and boingo's just about to catch them with the germans but then they hop off and the cops are there and have parked their police van right at the end of the Cable, so yeah. Boingo and his uh, nefarious underlings all his just droogs. his droogs all just go straight into the police car. Boingo God. and his droogs, Boingo <laughs> and his droogs, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, they all go straight into the police car. Um, and then we get the sort of coda of like all of our characters, the wolf and granny and red and twitchy for some fucking reason. And, uh, all right, I'll get approached by Nikki flippers who says that he's part of like an international spy, covert spy agency. And he wants to, he wants them to join to do like essentially mission and missions impossible. In this fairy tale yeah. world, really leaning at like a sequel or something, and they're all like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, well, I, I finally like, I was wondering the entire time like what his role was, like why he had such authority over like the p- police chief and everything, and I guess that kind of made sense. I guess what? Like, I, yeah, whatever. I forget. I forget INF. what the or organization is called. It's like happily ever after. Yeah, the something. happily ever after agency or something yeah. like that. They yeah. have just like <laughs> they're like the CIA. They just like have total jurisdiction over everything. Some, yeah, some good shepherd like skull and bones. Yeah, so shit. all of our beloved heroes now it's, are gonna go. Yeah, and and Paul Bunyan is fucking there, but he's like the stupidest piece of shit. Oh my god, dude! I he would not f- be a helpful addition to that team. No, he would not. But he, I just really, maybe he could, maybe that fish. Oh no! Man. But they talk about like he gets to go live his dream. He gets to go sing in the sound. Yeah, he, he he joins the yodel group. Sound he of gets Munich. To join the yodel sound group. of Munich. It's called. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, the hap, yeah, happy yodelers is what he called it in the beginning, or that other band. I want to go see um, Sound of Munich, dude. I bet. Yeah. They, I bet they slap. <laughs> Give me a front row seat to Sound Give me of a Munich. Ticket for sound of Munich, dude. Slaps. Paul Bunyan and his band 
<laughs> I wonder if uh, that fish man had bunions too. He could potentially sell his cream to the fish man. Maybe that's why he was sitting there all day because he didn't want to walk because yeah, he had he, bunions. He had bunions. Oh man. Oh man. Bunions cream. Bunions yeah. cream. I did bunions find cream. out they did make a sequel to this movie. It's called Hoodwinked Two T O O, and it came oh, out no. six years later in 2011. And like a large, large parts of the cast are the same, but also like Anne Hathaway didn't come back, you know, like he also, it's really different. Yeah. Oh my God. Anne Hathaway, you made a terrible decision. Yeah, she fucked up. But yeah, what do do we, what do we kind of think closing thoughts about this picture? How did we, how did you guys think, how did it hold up compared to your kind of history with it? Dude, my history with this movie is pretty fucking extensive, but uh, I will say that <laughs> the animation up. did not hold up. No, not and, at uh, all. It looked so bad. Pretty disappointed in uh, the googly-eyed little heathen that my <laughs> once first love, Red, has become. <laughs> the googly-eyed little heathen. <laughs> Dude, I, I will say, though, if you know the people tune into this one that if you haven't watched Hoodwinked or you haven't watched it in a, a few good years, it's uh, for sure worth the rewatch. It gave me <laughs> a couple good chuckles that got me through the long wintry night in Dylan last night. Right. So sure. it's de- It definitely was. It's really short. Yeah. We've definitely spent maybe twice as long talking about it as the movie is. Well over the running time talking about it, dissecting it frame by frame. But it's like, it's like we talked about Big Little Trouble in Little China in our last episode, and it was great. And we had a lot to talk about, but that's like a great movie, and we didn't have nearly as much to sort of like (laughs) talk about as this terror. You know, like this movie, there's just like. It's so fucked up that it you can there's you can find so you much can talk more. about it for hours. You can find so much more to talk about because it's so insane. The legacy of hoodwinked. Yeah, it lives on, dude. It it's on. one of those things where I was just like, I had forgotten kind of like how much of an impression this movie did make on me yeah, as a boy yeah. when yeah, I real, saw it. For real. And then I was watching it now, and I was like, dude, this does. Like, I remember watching it in theaters and being totally swept up in it and captivated and not thinking that the songs were shitty and the... I mean, yeah. Animation was... I mean, granted, I was 10 years old, like, you know, but... But it's it's like when you see, you know... SpongeBob SquarePants with your friends in fifth grade, or you see your The Hangover with your friends in seventh grade, like that mm-hmm. comedy or whatever, it becomes such a part of your like sense of humor at the time. Um, this sound just so incredibly specific. Were those two important times in your life? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The Hangover really left it's like in fifth grade SpongeBob, but in seventh grade The Hangover. If you know what I mean. <laughs> if you know what I mean. If These anybody are- else had. Definitely that exact specific. Eras. I didn't see that. If anybody else out there watched The Hangover when they were seven, call Connor. Yeah. <laughs> With like a pack of friends or something. At yeah. The movie. One of those classic middle school packs of friends at a movie theater. Yeah, throwing popcorn, smelling like Axe. Um, Talking. <laughs> yeah. Is that Giggling. something you were known for in 2005 was smelling like Axe? I used to uh, fold up ketchup packets and put them underneath toilet seats. <laughs> and you also used to That's jump your good. bike around all the time. You know what I'm getting at? Yes. Oh, whatever. 
I watched Jackass 3. <laughs> Speaking of, one of the movies I've watched in this quarantine, I watched Jackass 3. Oh, my God. It doesn't come... come it holds close. up. I mean... Yeah. Dude, the first time I ever saw that movie, and this may come to a surprise to you guys, but also the listeners out there, is mm-hmm. Dave Treadway took me to view that movie when it came out. Oh, my God. Wow, dude. He was like the cool he, friend. I bet guy. he loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Cal, shout out Dave if you tune into this episode. And uh, yeah. just know that shout out. not only was Hoodwinked one of the, the greater times of my life, but watching Jackass 3D in Cinemark in, in Helena, Montana yeah. with your father was one of the greats. <laughs> Because you know damn well Nancy wasn't taking me to see Jackass 3D, but you know damn well Dave was ready. Yeah. He wanted, he just wanted an excuse to go. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah. Well, honey, the kids got to get out of the house. See no- Johnny Knoxville and the boys and yeah. Bam Margera and the boys. Yeah, but what uh, ZB was hinting at there was that our own crow here was <laughs> it's time to bring this into the canon Jesus as Christ. a youth was involved in a Jackass inspired. <laughs> group what was your name called crew it's time for you to talk about this dude it's i'll talk about it extensively if you want <laughs> i don't want to talk about it it's time. Damn it's it. time. I didn't really... dude, he doesn't really want to talk about it but we'll just for the listeners out there yeah in wow. the sog also known commonly known as the slums of georgia right, the slums of georgia of the sog young middle school teenagers that just took so much draw and inspiration from Johnny Knoxville and Steve L and they <laughs> they saw themselves, their, yeah. Their middle school summers to Stunt Crew fifty seven. Those hot, swampy Georgia summers they were spent pushing shopping carts into walls and off. Uh it was rivets. If we, if we want to be more specific, it wasn't just pushing a shopping cart. It was, we seriously hurt Mr. Stunt. Yeah, okay, so y'all had a bunch of nicknames. Do you remember everyone's nickname? You can just say the Turtle nicknames. Boy? Yeah, uh, which one were you? Oh, I was Turtle Boy, <laughs> a.k.a. Mr. Stunt. Because um, I... Was you able did to, all the stunts. You were sort of the Steve-O and the Knox You would have to do everything. Yeah, that it, I was the guy that did everything. Um, they really put all the pressure on you. I guess that would make you the Knoxville. Yeah, I guess. I guess, I guess or like the Dunn, maybe. No, I, I think Knox. Just, Knoxville was the one who like was like in charge-ish and had to do everything to make sure it was safe. That's true. At least that was like the one of the jackass urban legends. Sure. Well, most of it, we did a lot of baby stroller work during this time. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, yes, you did. Um, <laughs> uh, ba- like there were a, a couple things with like bikes and shopping carts and skateboards, but most of it was baby stroller work. Of pushing me off of various things uh, on on a baby stroller and, and me hurting myself with it. There was a. But what were the other names? The, uh, what's the latter part of this uh, Stunt Crew Fifty Seven? What did it uh, become known as? Uh, Stunt Crew Fifty Four Plus Three. Second iteration was Fifty Four Plus Three. Uh, none other than Zach Begler was a part of that. Did uh. I do it, Mr. Snipe. Do you mean? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Snipe. Snipe. <laughs> yeah, shout out Gorilla Glue Little Gang. Danger. A uh, little danger, Mr. Snipe. Uh, shout out to the Gorilla Goon Gang out there. Who were the rest of the people in the fifty-seven? So in that video, God, 
Hoodwinked to stunt crew. Um, you, they all just say their names on camera. They don't have. There's one guy that's like, you know, Jonathan, Jonathan. second in command, uh, <laughs> right? And and and. They're all just and there's Turtle Boy, Mister Stunt. Did you all have nicknames though? No, that was it. And I gave those nicknames to myself. Okay, so shout out Turtle Boy, shout out Mister Stunt, shout I out Mister Snipe, shout out Gorilla Goon Gang. I was able to. Who else? Shout out Little Danger. To this day, can uh, contort my face into somewhat of a turtle posture, kind of. Let's Mitch, see it, like Mitch McConnell. That is pretty turtley for the listener crowd. I don't know what to describe, but except he looks extremely turtley. He does look turtly enough for the turtle club. Yeah. <laughs> My turtle enough for it to be a part of the turtle club. But what, what kind of stuff would you guys do in the Stunt Crew 54 plus 3? Uh, I would do a bike ramp The whipped cream flip? Uh, we would do the whipped cream <laughs> drive-by whipped cream flip. A what-up? A ready whip. Um, there were, yeah, it was a lot of whipped cream work. You guys would perch? Uh, yeah, we would purge, we'd plank, we would sometimes go out there and like just gargoyle, just straight up gargoyle. And, like, I don't know, maybe Dude, if you really want a good uh, notion of what the 54 plus three was about, it was about going downtown and making people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly dude. That was like the name of the game for sure. Yeah, we um, that's really where we came into our own. And uh, but I, I remember like there, there were some of these photos of like zb and i over there with whipped cream covering our faces and i think at some point maybe we thought about like photoshopping a brazzers logo onto it or something yeah. like that. classic <laughs> classic not only that but we look like uh characters out of the wrong turn series yeah that's true <laughs> which we should talk about at some point three finger three finger i never saw any of those yeah they're great man um yeah well any final thoughts about uh, Hoodwinked? Um, Jaybird? Do I, in conclusion... In summation? In summation, R-E... Insemination? Insemination, R-E, Hoodwinked, um, in summation, insemination. Okay. In some semination. I don't know. Um, I'm buying my... I'm stalling. <laughs> what do I think about this movie? I think that... You, you some, better answer correctly. Some of the plotting and like the script is pretty tight. And it papers over a lot of cracks. But it doesn't excuse how bad the movie looks and how bad all of the fucking songs are. <laughs> yeah, those Like, all of the songs are so short, but they're so bad. They could... They should be shorter. Or they should just not exist there at all. Yeah. Looking Little Red Riding Hood looks like the most upsetting, lifeless, like, Russian doll-ass <laughs> looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Paul Bunyan really bothered me. Yeah. His chin is upsetting to me. Yeah. And it's not even in like a comical, like crimson chin type fashion. It's just yeah. like, what the hell is that? Like cornucopia coming off of your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like a protuberance. <laughs> yeah. It's wrong. Um, yeah. So much about this movie is wrong and like <laughs> gruesome and garish and just, 
some of it even verges into the stuff of nightmares, but I did enjoy it and I had a fun time watching it. I did have to rent it on Amazon and I don't know if that was worth it. But like if you if you do want to watch it, it's probably you'll get a hearty chuckle out of it. I dare say it's funny when the wolf says, I swear, <laughs> and with God as my witness, you will learn to talk. Yeah. I thought I really liked. Yeah. Um, if you like Boingo, this is your movie. <laughs> <laughs> um if you love yeah andy dick you'll love this because it's got andy dick in it if you love shit ass music uh, uh i think like it makes me think a couple thoughts which is one like they talk about how like this is like the animation that this looks like. You know, it's so like shitty or like first gen PlayStation game level. But that even sort of now is what a lot of like really early staged animation looks like. And so it made me think about like one, I really want to see this movie if they got to do just like a couple more passes on it and polish it up. Yeah from where it is now but then it's like i also want to see the sort of like freakish cuts of like monsters inc or toy story or whatever where it does look like this yeah and just see like how much um i don't know what the difference is like but yeah how nightmarish it is uh, yeah the animation is so fucked up yeah and it really I mean, it's somehow this movie made a hundred million dollars. It could have, it could only do that in the time that it came out, where it was just like, oh shit, okay, it's basically like Shrek. Okay, let's, I'll take my kid to it. You yeah, know, exactly. Shrek worked. Um, fucking, it sucks that Harvey Weinstein had a lot to do with this movie. Yeah, it's part of why every like uh, knowledge is like a curse. You know, like, I don't know, like everything that is seemingly innocent in of the past is slowly tainted um but yeah it's fine it's fun if you got kids they'll probably love it yeah. i don't think if anyone, you don't have kids you'll probably love it i don't think anyone who has kids listens to this <laughs> <laughs> i certainly hope not it's not for kids well we did say earlier that it is for the kids yeah whatever because we could kids say. in a broader sense we're all like we're all kids, bro. Yeah. We're all kids, man. Yeah, man, when you think about it in like a cosmic sense, bro. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. Well. Well, um, that's all I have to say about that, about that hoodwinked shit. Yeah. Um yeah, Friendship Film Club. You could join it. You could do like Z B did. Um, hopefully ZB can come back and we'll talk some over the hedge. We'll talk some open season. Yeah, baby. You know, I'll be there. Hell yes. I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, we got some, we got that to look forward to. We got Shrek 2 coming up. We got holes coming up. Oh, dude, I would love to be a part of the holes dialogue. Oh yeah. We're doing it with a, with a good mutual friend of ours. Yeah. Who likes to be known as the mystery guest, but uh, we'll uh, talk Rob? A- no, Rob doesn't have a moniker, <laughs> he didn't care. No. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't shout be out my boy, Rob. Yeah, shout out Rob. We all love Rob. 
He'll be back. Rob and Eric will be back to do Shrek 2 sometime this week. Nice. Nice. But yeah, thanks for listening again to this quarantine companion. Uh, Thanks again, ZB. Love ya. Love ya. Uh, I've been Hooks with Crow. Yes, hello, hello, hello. Uh, Goodbye, 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 I guess, more aptly. But this has been uh, Friendship Film Club of Hoodwinked. Um, Thanks for tuning in.